Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to record this week's episode, and I think this might be one of the most anticipated episodes based on a lot of conversations that I've had on Instagram. So I've shared a little bit about, um, you know, sort of what's happened over this past year with myself and my husband and our marriage. And every time I share little tidbits of that, it it gets a lot of traction, a lot of DMs, a lot of conversations going. And I know that you guys want to hear all of this and I've put it off because I don't know how I'm going to put it all into a podcast, but I'm going to do my best. Um, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be things that I'm going to not say that I wanted to say. There's probably going to be things that I said that I probably shouldn't have said, but whatever it is what it is. And I have no notes. I'm literally sitting in my car recording this because it's the only quiet place that I can find, um, in the moment. So here we are. I'm, I'm excited to just dive in and also if you have questions that pop up during this episode or anything that you want me to clarify more or dive into more, please send me a DM on Instagram or email me or Facebook, wherever, um, because I can then expand on it because I get so like, I love sharing what I'm about to share. I love having these conversations, but also, um, there's a lot that I could go into and I'll probably skim over some things just to save time, but I'm happy to dive deeper as well and to continue this conversation on the podcast or continue it in the DM. So if you have no idea what I'm really talking about, um, this past year has been very transformative for my husband, for myself, and most importantly for our marriage. So a few weeks ago, my husband and I went to Costa Rica and I went to Costa Rica exactly one year prior by myself, had the most incredible experience at a yoga retreat, did not know anyone. So this was back in 2022, um, the beginning of January, and it was amazing. But what ended up happening was something very surprising and it was a transformation that happened with my husband who was at home and Costa Rica just holds like a very like sacred space in my heart because of when I was there last week and all that sort of or last week when I was there last year and all that transpired and all that changed because literally there is life before I went to Costa Rica by myself and then there was life after Costa Rica so I'm talking about my trip last year there was like life before and then there's life after and both are very very different all because of things that happened while I was away so I'll take you back um, last year, January of 2022, I went to Costa Rica. I had signed up months before for this yoga retreat, yoga and meditation retreat in the jungle, did not know anyone, was going by myself, like was super, super nervous about it, but really, really excited. Anyways, in sort of the, you know, now looking back, sort of the couple months prior to me leaving for Costa Rica, so kind of in November, December of, I guess, 2021, um, I would say that I wouldn't say my, our marriage was bad, but our marriage was definitely the one area of my life that did not feel really, really good. 
And I had been trying, I feel like for years to create more connection with my husband. Um, but it was really hard. I felt like it was really hard to connect with him because he had a lot of walls up. He was like very led with his ego and, and, you know, just disclaimer, I say all of these things with love, like everything that I'm saying about my husband. Um, he's a great man, a great person, love him dearly. Um, but he had some work to do. He had some inner work to do, which I always knew because he just led so much with his ego. Also, he was a drinker. He drank a lot. He drank every day. Um, and he would never lie about it. He said he loved drinking. He loved how it made him feel. And he told me he didn't have a problem with it, even though, you know, I think that anyone who's drinking regularly, there likely is a problem with it. Your spouse might tell you that there's a problem with it. And there certainly was a problem with it because it was affecting our relationship. It was affecting how I could connect with him. And I felt very disconnected. And I would try like every month when I was like writing out my goals or writing out my intentions for the month, it was always like create more connection with Will, um, you know, work on feeling more connected. And it was always this thing that I was trying to create was more connection because like I said, I felt like every other area of my life was really, really good. And then I also kind of got to like accept it and it's okay because all these other areas of my life are like 10 out of 10. I suppose it's okay if maybe my marriage isn't the greatest because I'm so lucky in all these other areas. So there was part of me that was just kind of like, well, it is what it is. But then there's this also other stubborn part of me that was always like, no, like I want a better marriage, but it's really hard if you're the only one who sees that there's an issue, right? Because according to him in that moment, now looking back, he'll say differently, but in that moment, he thought everything was fine. Like, what's the big deal? Everything is fine. And it always felt like I was kind of creating problems all the time because I was trying to just improve things. Like I just knew that things could be better in our marriage. And, you know, over the years I went through many different times where I was probably very bitchy and irritable and projected a lot of blame and anger and all those sorts of things that can happen in relationships. And of course the drinking was definitely a big issue um, from the point of he was just so disconnected from us because of drinking and drinking really was such an important thing. And when he would start drinking, that would also then take him out of the house. So then he was outside, he was in the garage, people were stopping by and it was very disruptive and I would get really, really mad. And I started to not even like who I was becoming, especially when I was around him, because I turned into this version of myself that I never wanted to become. I turned into this like bitchy wife, this nagging wife, this irritable wife that was always pissed off at my husband. And I hated that feeling, but it was also really hard to turn off and no matter what he did it seemed like I was always mad at him and the interesting thing is especially like looking back we can see this now every fight that we ever had every any problem that was ever in our marriage 
always stemmed from drinking. Even if the immediate cause wasn't alcohol, the root cause was. Like the down, if we really dug deep into like, why are we angry with each other? Why are we fighting? Why is Megan pissed off? It's, it always, like the root cause was always alcohol. Always, like always. There was never a time where it wasn't. Um, so I became resentful, right? As, as anyone does in a relationship that just doesn't feel the way that you want it to feel, I became resentful. And over time, I could just feel us becoming more and more disconnected, which I hated. Um, it wasn't that we didn't love each other anymore. It wasn't that the love wasn't there. It was just I felt really unfulfilled in our relationship. And I also felt myself... Um, almost distancing myself too because when he started drinking I just really didn't want anything to do with him and not that you know it's not because he turned into like an abusive husband or anything like that but I just didn't want to be around him when he started drinking because he turned into a different person right he acted differently his priorities changed really quickly as soon as alcohol became involved and those priorities weren't me and the kids anymore or our home it was his friends it was his it was his hobbies it was just it was more drinking those things became more of a priority so I learned over time that I couldn't control him anymore there was nothing that I could do to change him because I tried trust me I tried everything and bottom line this whole point of this podcast is you cannot change your husband you actually cannot change anyone like you cannot change anyone you can threaten them you can give people an ultimatum like I never never did that but you can do that sure and they might you might see some change but the reality is they won't change they have to want it for themselves. And I don't know what at what point, whether it was like a year prior or even a few months, I don't know. It was, it was like a good chunk of time before I ended up going to Costa Rica that I had really made the decision that I'm just putting up a boundary. And when he starts drinking, I disengage. And I was just really committed to myself and to the kids and to the things that I could control. So I was really, really committed to my own inner growth and really committed to becoming the best version that I could be in hopes that it might inspire him to create some change. Because what I was finding is, you know, for instance, he would come home from, I would have like a great day at home. I would, you know, be working and doing things with the kids and things around the house. And I would feel like very high vibration, really, really good. And then he would come home from work and he would immediately like grab a drink. And again, I'm not carving up my husband. I'm literally just saying it as it, as it was. And he would grab a drink and I would feel my vibration lower down to his. And I hated that I always did that but I couldn't help it. Like it was just this natural reaction to go from like feeling really great, feeling high vibe to all of a sudden he walked in the house and it was like down I went. And then I became, like I said before, this person who was irritable, 
bitchy, um, someone I did not ever want to become, but it was like, and I would honestly, my, my thoughts to myself were like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I turning into this version? And I couldn't help it. And I would stay like that until bedtime. Like it was terrible. So I had to consciously make the decision that I was no longer going to lower my vibration anymore. No matter what happened, I was going to stay in that high vibe place because that was what I could control. I could not control him. I could not control his actions or who he was becoming. I could only control myself. So staying up in that high vibe state and those like high vibration feelings became so important to me. So a lot of the inner work that I've done over the years has really been to help me be able to stay up when it felt like I was being like sucked down and pulled into this other version that I did not want to become. I remember being at a retreat, um, you know, I think it was a few years ago now. And I remember speaking to the woman there who was like sort of an energy healer. And I, I asked her a question and I explained to her that situation that I feel like you know, I've done all of this inner work and I've been growing and evolving and kind of transforming into a different version of myself. But I felt like my husband was really not, you know, I was doing the inner work, I was growing and he was staying the same. And I had some fear around that as well. Like, what if I outgrow him? Like, what if, what if that happens? And, you know, she was honest with me and she's like, well, you have to, you have to be okay if that does happen because you can't like stifle your own growth just to be complacent and just to keep other people comfortable and she said all you can do is keep rising up and hope that he will eventually like meet even halfway that he will maybe rise just a little bit more because you have as well instead of always coming down to his level, like his vibration. I hope I'm making sense. And when she told me that, I was like, gosh, it was like this permission that I needed to just keep moving forward with my inner growth, knowing that it was the most beneficial thing that I could do for myself, for my children, and for our marriage, even if that meant that I did outgrow him which, you know, I was really hoping that wouldn't ever happen because my marriage was so important to me, really, really important. Um, And it was important to my husband as well. And then something else she said to me was, you're doing the best you can, Megan, with the tools you have. And he's doing the best he can with the tools he has. And we both have different tools. I, at that time, had a lot more tools than he probably did. I had done, you know, years of inner work. He really hadn't done much at all, except for maybe just hearing some things that I was saying or sharing some things here and there. So that was like a pivotal moment as well. And this was a few years ago, but that really helped me the last like, you know, couple years of just trying to accept him for who he is and knowing that he was doing the best he could with the tools that he had but also being okay with me still moving forward on my own journey. So I never stopped my own inner work, my own inner healing. I kept moving forward one foot in front of the other 
and really tried not to lower my vibration and come back to that bitchy, irritable, naggy wife. So I had to set boundaries, like I said. So anyways, leading up to Costa Rica, so um, the end of 2021, I remember it was December, it was like leading up to Christmas, and um, we were just like, I felt like we were fighting all the time. I felt like he was drinking a lot more, and I would always point out to him like, what are you hiding from? Like, what are you trying to avoid with drinking? Because that's what it was. I could see that. He couldn't at the time. He can see that now. But it's like, you know, people use alcohol or drugs or sex, like whatever the addiction is, they use it to numb themselves. They use it when they're having a good day, a bad day, when it's a cold day, when it's a hot day, when it's a stressful day, when it's a happy day, like no matter what's going on, he reached for alcohol because it was like an escape almost as well. And I would always say like, what are like, what if you just didn't drink for like a week? Like, what would you feel? What would really, like, what would you truly feel if you were to not have any alcohol for even a week? And of course he wouldn't even entertain that thought. He liked drinking. He didn't have a problem. He wasn't going to give it up. So, you know, that's fine. But I would always point it out. Like, like, what do you think you're hiding from? And I would always say to him too, like, it's almost like, cause we would have great conversations but I would say like, it's almost like you've got these walls up around you, like this hard coating, like a, an exterior, like cement case around you that just needs to crack. And then the real you will emerge. And I, and I could always visualize this. Like I knew this vulnerable, amazing person was in there, but there were so many walls up and and addiction to alcohol was preventing any of that from happening, from like his true self coming through. So anyways, leading up to Costa Rica, we were fighting a lot. He was drinking a lot. I was really bitchy. And the kids truthfully didn't want me to go to Costa Rica. They didn't want me to leave. They wanted me to stay. Um, it was really uncomfortable for them because keep in mind, we'd just come off of like two years of COVID. So I hadn't gone anywhere. Um, and so it was uncomfortable for me as well, thinking about leaving. And I said to, I said to Will, you know, the kids, the kids don't want me to go. And the reason why the kids didn't want me to go was because they knew that Will, their dad, was going to be out in the garage every night because that's just what he did. And they were, they were like, we need him in here. Like we want him in the house. And, you know, my oldest Lucy, she's like kind of a type A and she's like, we need to have like a bedtime and dad isn't going to stick to the bedtime and he's not going to, you know, make sure everyone has a bath and all this and that. And I was telling him this. And, and so a couple days before I left, he just said, he said, um, I won't go in the garage at night then I'll just be in the house. And I was like, perfect. Thank you. That will help so much. Like just don't go out to the garage because once he goes out there, he can be out there for hours because people stop by because they know, they know that, you know, he, he'll have a drink with anybody. So that made me feel better. And off I go to Costa Rica and it was like the most amazing, amazing week. So again, I'm talking about a year ago, 2022. And I remember getting to Costa Rica and the retreat kicks off. And on the first night of the retreat, it's like a women's retreat. 
And we all needed to share, like, what are we there for and what are we hoping to work on? And this is not my first retreat that I've been at. I've been at many retreats and every retreat that I've gone on, it's such like an amazing way to really figure out, okay, like what's working in my life? What's not working in my life? And what do I want? What do I want to like, like what kind of downloads do I want to have here? And, and how, what am I going to walk away with? Like, how am I going to be different and change things moving forward? Um, what kind of aha moments are going to come out of this? And it was weird because when I got to Costa Rica, I was like, gosh, I don't know like what I'm really here for. Like the real deep meaning of like, what am I trying to work through? What am I here for? And, you know, my initial thought was like, oh, connection with my husband. I need to create connection with my husband. And I was like, no, that's such an old story. I, I've been trying to do that for years. And so the night where I was to share, you know, what I'm, what I'm there for and what I'm hoping to work through, I shared a little bit just that I think I really need to just love my husband for who he is and where he's at. And I have to, maybe that will help crack open some of these walls that are around him for whatever reason. But maybe if I show more love and compassion and acceptance, maybe that is the secret and the key to breaking down these walls and getting that level of connection that I want. So I shared a little bit about that. It felt really good. I was like, okay, like maybe this is it. You know, I've, I've tried to change him. I've also tried to disengage, but I've never actually tried to just really love on him and show that I love him for who he is, which I know that that can also help people change because then they feel good and they want to change, yada, yada, yada. So that was that. And I was talking with my husband like throughout the day of the of of the retreat like each day and he seemed like strange like he he was like really really missing me which is weird because I've traveled a lot and you know I was like okay well that's weird and then probably about three days into the retreat he called me and we were chatting and he said to me you'll be proud, Megan. I haven't had a drink yet since you left. And I was like, what? That's odd. Like you've never not, you've never gone more than a day without having a drink. And I was like, good for you. Like proud of you. That's awesome. And I, and I felt like excited for him. I'm like, good. And you know, he was like saying he's been hanging out with the kids and just having good conversations with the kids. And, um, because we also went back into lockdown that January Um, so the kids were home from school and he had taken the week off work so that I could go on this retreat. And anyway, so he was like hanging out with them. So I was feeling really good. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Like I, you know, he's doing his thing at home with the kids and I'm enjoying myself here. This is great. And you know, then the next day he was like texting me and, and he said, he said something about, um, I think I'm going to need your help when, when you get home, I've got some, I feel like there's some demons that are starting to show and I need to work through them. And I was like, what? Like, what is he talking about? And, you know, and I was like, okay, sure. Like, I'll, I'll help you. And I was like, maybe you need to start journaling. And he's like, yeah, maybe. Um, and he was just like, it's just feels really hard with you gone. 
and there's just a lot of things kind of coming up and I'm like okay well this is good like you're being vulnerable you're opening up you're you're like sharing things which is not like him and then the next day it was like midweek of when I was gone he called me and he said um I think I I think I need some help and I was like what do you what's wrong and he's like I'm detoxing and I mean I knew he had said he hadn't been drinking but I guess I didn't really take it that serious and he's like I haven't I haven't had a drink since you left and I think I'm going through withdrawal and I was like oh shit like this is actually serious and he was like full-on sweating paranoia nausea shaking like he was in the thick of it And, you know, I was like, okay. And it was at night and he's like, Hey, well, like, I'm just going to go to bed. He's like, but this feels so awful. And, and like, he was emotional and I've never seen this side of my husband ever, like ever, ever. And I just remember hanging up the phone and like going back to dinner with, with the people at the retreat and just being like, not even saying anything to them. Cause I was like, I can't even wrap my head around this. Like what in the actual fuck is going on? And the next morning he called me like first thing he actually FaceTimed me and he's in like the bedroom and it's dark and he's like, I can't get out of bed. I feel so awful, emotional and just like going through like legit withdrawal. And he was not in a good place. Like it was a really, really dark place for him. So I'll spare you some of like the actual details of like what that process was like for him. Cause again, it's his, it's his story, but what, what is a good descriptor of it is he just, he kept saying to me, I can feel the demons coming out of me. And it's like, it is, it brings me to tears almost thinking about it. Like just feeling like that, you know, that detox that he's detoxing and he can literally feel like the demons coming out of his body. And it was the most vulnerable experience for him. And the most like, I mean, he's like rock bottom, rock bottom. And just being so aware of like, it it hit him like, oh my gosh, I am a functioning alcoholic. I am addicted to alcohol and look what it's done to my life. And of course I'm in Costa Rica, helpless and also kind of like shitting my pants in a way of like, holy crap, this is so good, but also like, oh shit, like he's really struggling at home. And he said that our oldest Lucy was helping him and like making him baths and, um, you know, lighting candles for him in the bathtub and really taking care of him, making sure he's drinking lots of water. And I mean, he was in such a low place though. And I ended up having to call his dad to go to the house because I, I was like, you, have you talked to Will? Cause you need to go to the house. Like he needs, he needs some help right now. Um, So just kind of like got, you know, some people that could check in on him and help him and of course help with the kids and whatnot. And, you know, this continued on for the rest of the time that I was in Costa Rica. So I was balancing this like in having like an amazing life changing time in Costa Rica and knowing that everything was changing on the home front. Like this man was turning into a completely different version like not in front of me because I couldn't see him, but over the phone, like I was talking to him constantly. And I, I was just like, who are you? Like, I don't even, I don't even understand what's happening because he was so different. Even 
while he's like going through withdrawals, the things he's saying to me, the aha moments he's happening, he's having, um, you know, he even went through all of like our bank statements from the past year and calculated how much he had spent on alcohol. He was like remembering all of the times that he maybe did something stupid or said something stupid because of alcohol or every time like he pissed me off or, you know, didn't come home when he said he was going to come home. Like all of these moments that alcohol had affected our relationship were all coming to the surface for him. And it was emotional. Like it was really, really tough. Um, so then of course I come home from Costa Rica and I just remember being on the plane coming home and just knowing, like knowing without a doubt, like our marriage is forever changed. Like there is no going back to what we were before. Everything is different. And this is even before I'd gotten home. Like I just, it was this inner knowing of like, oh my gosh, whatever happened to him, like whatever clicked for him, whatever whatever and still we don't know exactly what was like the catalyst that made him hit hit rock bottom but I just knew without a doubt things were going to be different and so so good and I got home I remember um I remember coming home that night and I had about like a two and a half hour drive home from the airport or two hours home from the airport and it was late at night and he talked, we talked the entire way home from the airport. Him and I have never, like, we've been married like almost 15 years now. We've never talked on the phone for that long ever in our whole marriage or relationship ever. We talked about things that we have never talked about. He shared things with me he's never shared. And it was like the walls were gone. The boundary was gone. The ego was gone. And it was just him. It was just this man that I knew was always in there, but alcohol had just created these walls, these walls that no one could get through. And he was the only one who could knock them down. And I got home that night and he met me in the garage and it it, it was like, you know, he looked the same but everything was different. Everything was different about him. Also, like he kind of looked like shit because he had gone, he, he was going through like a terrible time in his life. Um, you know, just like with the, with the withdrawal and just the realization of everything and just hitting rock bottom. He did. He looked really, really bad. Um, and he wasn't sleeping. He didn't sleep for like probably close to a month, like no sleep. It was so bad. Like paranoia and sweating and really just everything was so weird for him. Um, so he did not sleep at all, but then, so then moving forward, you know, like I think we just stayed up all night, like talking and waking up and it's like, Oh my gosh, like our, like, it was like this surreal moment of like, I don't even know what to do now because he's so different. And there wasn't even this thought in my head of like, well, what if he starts drinking again? Or what if, what if like tonight a friend stops over and he has a drink? Like it wasn't like, I just knew so deep within my soul, like things are forever changed. And of course, like here we are a year later and every, like everything has changed this past year. 
And when I got home from Costa Rica, like that time, um, and I said, like, I'm going to go back next year. And he's like, well, I'm coming with you. Like, I want to, I want to go to this place where everything changed, however it, it all unfolded. But it was just this, like this place that has changed our whole marriage. Um, so then him and I went to Costa Rica just a few weeks ago to the same place where I was. And it was just so crazy, like being there with him and remembering so vividly all that had transpired when I was there last. And I know I'm just kind of rambling because it's all, it's just also like in disbelief for me, but about a month after I got home from Costa Rica and he, he went through withdrawal and everything, he ended up just having so many realizations about his life. Like he had a great job in the union. He was um, a boiler maker and a welder, um, very talented and had a great, great career, but he was working like six hour or six days a week, 10 to 12 hour days. He was never home when he was home. He was in the garage drinking, yada, yada, yada. And he just like drew a line in the sand and he was like, fuck it. Like, I don't even want to do that anymore. Everything has changed. I, he like wanted to be able to work for himself. He wanted to start up this business that he had been talking about for a couple of years. And he literally quit his job. He like just quit his job, drew the line in the sand and all of a sudden was at home every day. Like, And he very much vocally would tell people like he was not drinking. He wasn't hiding any of it. Like he was so open about the fact that he was um, a functioning alcoholic and, you know, was not going to be drinking anymore. And it was a very tough transition because a lot of his, well, all of his friends are also heavy drinkers and, you know, it probably didn't take him serious in the beginning and, Um, you know, that was really uncomfortable for all of us, like for, you know, for me, because then of course people are saying, what'd you do to make him stop drinking? And what did you threaten to leave him and all of this? And I'm like, whoa, okay. I actually never did any of that. And it was him who made the decision. And the reality is you guys, this is like the reality. If I had forced him and I'm saying like quote unquote force because how do you force someone to do anything if I had forced him to quit drinking or if I had given him an ultimatum like I'm gonna leave you if you don't stop drinking it never would have worked because he was the one who had to want to change and that is really like the bottom line of all of this is you cannot change anyone. They are the ones who have to see that they need to change. It didn't matter how many times I told him that the drinking had become a problem, that the drinking was interfering with our marriage and our connection, and it was it was a big deal, and um, nothing. It didn't matter what I said or what I did. He had to be the one to realize it because even if I had given him an ultimatum and he was like, okay, sure, I'll stop drinking. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't drink for a few weeks or a month or two months or six months, but I can almost guarantee you at some point he goes back to it or he hides it because he doesn't want to like let me down or fear of what will happen if I catch him. I didn't do any of those things because I had the awareness to realize he has to change. He has to want to change. And I don't really know what was the 
very thing that led him to changing. He, like we talk about it all the time, it's a few things. Like he, he knew he didn't want the kids, like the kids were just getting older and very aware of everything. And it was just, it was, inter- it was, he noticed he wasn't able to have a very good relationship with the kids because of drinking. So that was important to him, like the relationship with his kids. And also like, you know, our son, you know, our oldest son is, does he want, he, he like, Will didn't want our kids to see that that's just what you do. You drink, you drink every night and, um, it, it rules your life. Um, and you know, I think, I think part of him, and I think he said this, I'm not like putting words into his mouth, but there was always this part of him that probably was fearful that I, I was going to leave, that I was going to outgrow him, even though that was not my intention ever. But I think he felt that. And there was just, and then also like he knew he wanted to do so much more with his job and or was not his job with like his he wanted to start up a business, but he also knew, well, if I'm drinking, how am I ever going to be successful with this business that I want to start? Because anytime I'm at home, I'm drinking. And so I'm never like, he just knew he wasn't maximizing his effort because of alcohol. And I mean, that is the truth of it, right? Alcohol affects everything. And not that him and I are anti-alcohol at all. Like we're not anti-alcohol. We have some alcohol in our house and one of our like cupboards at home. Like it's there. People can drink. Like it's fine. It's not like we're against it, but we know what it did to us. He knows what it did to him. And he will say it is a poison. Like he will flat out say that it is a poison and he can't imagine like going back to putting that into his body because it just negatively affected him so bad. And now that he's a year plus for, of being sober and he can look back and just know without a doubt, like, oh my gosh, the time he wasted, the money he wasted, the relationships he ruined, like all those things. And it was alcoholic. It just, it takes so much away from us and he it's so interesting to hear him talk about it and he's very open to talking about it which I would love to get him on this podcast wouldn't that be really cool I don't think he would go for it maybe he would I don't know um he's really open to anything these days that man has changed so much the fact that he came on a yoga retreat with me says a lot um but he he will just it's so interesting to hear him talk about it in his perspective coming from a guy that drank a lot daily and would tell you he didn't have a problem with alcohol to now all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, to now saying that it's, it's a poison. It's a, it's a toxic poison, especially to him and that it, it it can ruin so, so much. Um, I feel like I have so much more to say about this, like so many more aha moments. Um, it has, it's just, it's changed our life. It's changed like him quitting drinking has changed everything, everything. And it's, it's crazy because I worked so hard to create connection with him and to improve our relationship and improve so many things. And the moment that he made the decision and removed the one thing 
that was causing a problem, there were no more problems. We hardly ever fight. Like, obviously, we get into our little disagreements and bickering here and there. And, you know, he can still be an asshole here and there. Like, who can't, right? And I can still be a bitch and, you know, all those good things. But we never, ever, like, have issues like we used to. Ever. It's like we are so much more connected. We can have incredible conversations because he's open. He's vulnerable. The walls are down. And I've, I've had a lot of conversations with other women who get what I'm talking about because their husband maybe has a, a problem with drinking or, um, you know, they don't feel connected to them. And I hope that everyone's situation works out the way that mine did. But I also know that that's not the reality. And I am so grateful that my husband did change and was able to see the benefit in changing and had that like deep, dark, you know, rock bottom moment where change began, was possible. But I will also say, and this is advice to anybody who is maybe in a similar situation, you cannot change them. The only thing that you can do is you can continue to change yourself and to work on yourself because if you are sitting in a low vibration state pissed off and angry and projecting everything onto your spouse or partner you you are not you are not changing him but even worse you are not you yourself are not changing you are staying in this low vibration place And that is not serving you. And it's going to make everything completely worse. It really will. Because I did that. I tried it. Trust me. My advice to you is to dive deep into your own inner work. Um, You know, hire, hire like a coach who can help you like a life coach or a therapist. Um, Dive into personal development books. Work on your own health and wellness. Eat well create your own routines, ask yourself, what is it that you really want to do? I mean, for years I was going away by myself on retreats without any guilt because it was for my own inner work. It was for my own inner healing. So do those things, travel, don't let anyone hold you back from becoming who you want to become. That is that is the only way, that is the only chance you have of having your spouse rise up is if you continue to rise up. But if you stay in that low vibration, he will too. And so will your relationship. And you know what? Probably your relationship with your children and, and every other area of your life. You have to do the work. You have to put one foot in front of the other and really commit to improving your life and maybe that does mean you outgrow your husband maybe it does but you know if that's the case I almost feel like that was probably going to be the outcome of your relationship anyways but at least you're going to be in such a really really good place um, as opposed to it all falling apart and you being in a low level vibration state. So 
work on yourself, realize that you cannot change anyone else, do the inner work. Um, I, I can help you with that. I can help you with all of those things. Um, but you have to make the decision that you are going to control the things that you can control um, and hope that the rest works out and be patient and be kind and be loving. And remember, everyone is doing the best they can with the tools that they have. And some people have really good tools. Some people don't have any tools. Some people are trying to find other tools. Um, but yeah, that is our story probably a lot more that I could share and I would would love to so please if there's anything that you want me to expand on and go deeper I mean I could just go on a whole episode about sobriety and you know the the culture of alcohol and how it's been normalized and um yeah all of that stuff so anyways you guys I'm gonna end it here because we are at 45 minutes and that is very long-winded for me I hope you enjoyed it and I hope that you were able to take a little bit of a golden nugget that maybe will help you move in the right direction Um, or at least I hope it entertained you. Anyways, you guys take care and we will talk soon.